We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into a uh, hand raise, guys. First one of 2024. I'm Neil McCready. Chase Parm is not here tonight because I would not let him in the door if he were to try to walk in. Because he's my friend, and I do not want him to get sick and then take it home to his family. It's been a uh, it's been a bit of a week for me, but uh, I do want to do the show for a couple of reasons. There's a lot going on. You guys want to talk about a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff going on. Quinn Sean Judkins um, hopping into the transfer portal today, which is both surprising and not even a little surprising all at the same time. And um, I wanted to do it for our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. They uh, covered all of my expenses at the Peach Bowl last week. As a lot of you know, if you subscribe to rebelgrove.com, I went there on the 26th and uh, I got was there through the game on the 30th, left on the 31st. It was not a cheap trip. It was accompanied by the same time as a pretty expensive uh, pet development in our house. So what would have been a pretty stressful time was not made stressful because of our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you live in the Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo area and you have any heating and uh, cooling needs, get in touch with our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in the Memphis area, DeSoto County, Hernando, South Haven, those areas, and you have heating and cooling needs, get in touch with our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. This will be a Friday Oxford Exxon podcast, and um, we'll get that up to you in podcast form at some point tomorrow. I'll send the file to Chase tonight. He'll load it when he gets around to loading it. Um, Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford, all blue skies all over Mississippi. If you stop at one of those, you're helping us. Uh, the Ben Craddock and those guys now in year 11 with uh, Chase and myself here on the little uh, podcast network that could. So I want to thank them. Please stop by and uh, see them as well. This um, I'm in the Clark Ford studio, Clark Ford, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for my buddy, Corey Clark. Tell uh, Corey what um, 
Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Uh, guest, you guys can join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Numbers right there on the screen. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 628. I'm sorry, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To uh, book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-on, walk-ins, I'm walk-ons too, but walk-ins, Welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to uh, 4 p.m. Thanks to everybody on the uh, Super Chats already. I appreciate you. I'll try to touch base on those. Not sure if I missed one. I don't think we're good. Uh, Blake, thank you very much. Appreciate it. He says, get well soon. Appreciate that. Big Ben says, so Ole Miss let Judkins walk. Was it more a financial decision or a chemistry one? Uh, who Reb says, thanks, Neil. Feel better. Here's a little something for your extra effort. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Sip Reb says, Neil's wife's going to hate us. No, she's not. She's downstairs watching. Number one, we have avoided each other since uh, pretty much New Year's Eve night. It was the first sign that I first sign that I was like, uh-oh. You get that little tickle in the back of your throat? Like, that's not good. It's kind of become our tradition that we take our um, Christmas decorations down on New Year's Eve, and um, she has bad allergies, and she got up in the attic for a little while, and it about wiped her out. And so she, call her. Hang on one second. I'll get right to you. Okay, hang on one second. Call her. It about it about wiped her out. So um, she went to bed early, and I was watching the Thunder. Whoever the Thunder were playing on New Year's Eve night. And um, I could tell I was getting something, and I woke up the next day, and yeah, I kind of knew it. And by by the morning of the second, it was it was pretty bad. So we we pretty much avoided each other this week because I don't want to get her sick. And uh, but she's watching, and I can't make fun of this because I'm a guy who's watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette for a dozen or more seasons. I haven't watched it in a while, but I can't make fun of it. But she's watching the Golden Bachelor wedding or some such today and uh, or tonight as we speak. So. We would have avoided each other tonight anyway. So, no, she's not mad that I'm doing this. Um, a, a glimpse into my life, she came in at 1 o'clock and she said, what's going on? She could tell I was busy. And I said, Quinshawn Judkins went into the portal. And she said, I have no idea who that is. And I said, that's one of the reasons our marriage is a good one. Uh, hey, caller, who's on? Uh, this is Greg from, uh, uh, sorry, Dayton, Ohio. What's up, Greg? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I'm mainly calling uh, for, um, oh, man, it, does this, did they go into like talks with Quinshawn thinking that they, if they didn't get him, have they been pre-portal or, uh, yeah, pre-portaling with other running backs? Yeah, everybody, 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 everybody like pre-portals. Yeah, everybody pre-portals. I, I, I hate that word. Everybody, yeah. everybody tampers. Yes, everybody tampers. There were people tampering with Jackson Dart. 
<laughs> yeah, there are people tampering with Quinshawn. Was Ole Miss tampering and feeling it out with other running backs? Of course. Look, here's here's the here's the the general overview that I can give you, and I I want to be careful here tonight because I'd like to hear a little bit more, and also, you know, like I have a theory that if you if a couple gets divorced, right, and you talk to him and say what happened, and you get a side of the story, and then you talk to her and you say what happened. You're going to get a different story. The story might intertwine some, but it's going to be different. And so I suspect if you asked Quinshawn, hey, what exactly happened over the last two years, his story would be different than what you would hear if you just talked to some of the Ole Miss people. But here's in a nutshell. There's always been an air of wanting more from him, never really being satisfied. Um, he had a lot of very early success. He had a tremendous freshman year and some of the people around him really wanted to cash in on that early on. And they did, they did. Um, Ole Miss was good to him. And, and, um, this season there were some issues early on, um, I need to confirm it before I ever reported it, but th- there were some things that happened the Georgia Tech week, the week the week after the Tulane game that there were some real warning signs that this is this is an issue that could get combustible pretty quickly, and then it kind of settled down a little bit. And I've always said this that winning sort of covers things up for a while, but um, last last week in Atlanta, so. A little inside baseball to sort of set up how this works. The way they did it, the Peach Bowl did a fantastic job, but the way they did it starting on on uh, Wednesday. So on Wednesday, we got Penn State offensive coordinator and Penn State offensive players. They came at the first, that was the first group. They came to the media hotel for a press conference setting. And it was like six guys, the coach and two players and then three other players. And they had the, they had three of them in the main room and three in this auxiliary room. And there was a lot more Penn state media than there was Ole Miss media, as you might expect. And when we got through talking to the, those three, they flipped them. And the three that were in the auxiliary room came into the, into the main room and then vice versa. And they finished and they left. And then, Mm-hmm. Ole Miss's defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, and five defensive players came in. And so it was Pete and a couple of the defensive guys and three guys in the auxiliary room. And then, of course, they flipped them. Well, that went off without a hitch. And then on Thursday morning, we got Penn State's defensive coordinator and five of their defensive players. They came in to open the Thursday session, right? Mm-hmm. And that went off without a hitch. Three, three, flip, yep. flipped them, the whole deal. So when it was time for the Ole Miss offensive guys to show up, Charlie Weiss and Ole Miss's offensive guys, there was some confusion, like who's coming? And there's not a lot of Ole Miss media, as I said, and so we're all kind of, we're all working the same story, which is, hey, we want to talk to Jackson about his situation, and we want to talk to um, Quinshawn about his situation. That's really it. Like they're bringing in Victor Kern and, um, you know, Trey Harris and nothing against those guys, but like we'd already covered that ground. We were trying to do fresh things. 
and there was confusion about whether Quinshawn yeah. whether Quinshawn was even coming. And for me, that was kind of like it was a real subtle thing, but it was kind of a warning sign that man, there's something weird here. Like you knew with Jackson Dart's deal, it was pretty simple. It was cut and dried, which was that court case in West Virginia had created an environment where the leverage went from he really didn't have a lot of leverage to he had all of the leverage. Having a lot, yeah. No, not a lot, all. Yeah. He had all of the leverage. Oh, all. Okay. He had, I mean, Jackson Dart had all the leverage in the world. I mean, he he easily could have jumped in the portal and gotten upper, I mean, he would have gotten well over seven figures. He might have got, I don't know what he got from Ole Miss, but he could have gotten more in the portal, I promise you. Um, I mean, Will Howard went to Ohio State today. Ohio State would have paid more for Jackson. Yeah. They would have paid more for Jackson Darth than they paid for for Will Howard. That's that's an absolute fact. Um, I heard that there were two teams, and a lot of people were saying that uh, as soon as Jackson announced uh, uh, his return, that DJ was like, "Oh, I'm going to Florida State too." Yeah, and that, was that wasn't not planned, but one was watching for the other. It wasn't a coincidence. Um, so anyway, Quinshawn yeah. Quinshawn doesn't really he didn't it wasn't really a leverage play for him because he's not used his he hasn't used his waiver. Um he can he can kind of do mm-hmm. he can kind of do what he wants, right? I mean he's he's got the waiver in his back pocket. And so you were like, what's the hold up? And there was all this talk from people that well he had a video ready and people had seen the video or, or whatnot. And and I'm not I'm not saying that's not true. But my response to that was always, okay, well, if the video's ready, why hasn't he released it? If if the video's ready and he's made his decision and he's reached an agreement, which was kind of what we'd all heard, okay, well, then why not release it? Why not say it? There was a reason that you don't say it. And um, there were there were some moments in the game that were eyebrow-raising. And then after the game, I just kind of thought Quinshawn's answers were were distant. More than more than more than Jackson's were. Jackson's were pretty consistent with what he said, and you kind of sensed that something was coming pretty soon, and that maybe they were just crossing some T's and dotting some I's. And in fact, I wrote in my column on on Saturday, um, immediately after the Peach Bowl, that a source had told me that the deal was done, and it turns out that was right. I did not get that same warm and fuzzy about about Quinshawn. So. While today was surprising just because it happened, it, it also wasn't surprising. And then, I mean, the long and short of it is this, is that it's it's like anything else. I mean, I've heard people go, just pay the guy, just pay the guy, just pay the guy. Okay, but it, it doesn't really work like that. You, you have a, a, an amount of money, and you don't get to put the balance on the Discover card or the American Express or whatever. That That's not how it works. You pay monthly to the players that you make the agreements to and you can't commit money that you don't have. And if you commit, mm-hmm. if you commit more money to Quinshawn Judkins than you need to, or that you feel you should, well, that might be, prevent you from doing some of the other things that they want to do. And I mean, if you pay attention to what's happening kind of around the country, around the league, prices are going up on other positions. And then, I mean, the long winded answer is this, you can't say on one hand that, hey, we're following this this uh, NFL model and then your highest paid players are running back. That that There's not an NFL franchise that does that. Um, NFL franchises pay quarterbacks. I mean, there was one. There was the Cowboys. 
but we all learn from their mistakes. Yeah, but I mean, you understand what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I mean, I wrote about this. Yeah. In Atl- I mean, I wrote about this in Atlanta. I mean, this is, it's not a, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. It's not a, um, no, you're all good. It's not a running back driven game anymore. Running backs are, are more expendable. And so I think they felt like, if if there's probably some resentment, it's probably that uh, Etienne, the running back from Florida, probably would have gone to Ole Miss had this happened earlier. But instead, he's at Georgia, so they're moving in a different direction. But they'll land a running back or another two running backs or whatever. I think Ulysses Bentley will likely stay now. He was probably going to leave. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to be the guy that says replacing Quinshawn Judkins will be easy because it won't. He was a, He's a terrific running back. But on the other hand, committing mm-hmm. resor- committing a level of resource to him that you makes it difficult for you to finish out your offensive line is not wise. Is, is there a potential of a certain SEC West school, <coughs> not named Mississippi State, that had a uh, hand in the in tampering? Sure. I've heard rumbles of a sure. certain um Why not? I mean frozen school if you catch my drift. Yeah, sure. I mean and and, and I will if if let's just say that Auburn did, I, I have no problem with that. I, I I really don't. I mean Ole Miss tampered with other SEC West schools. I mean I you can't you can't like it one way and hate it yeah. the other. No, it's it's it, it, it's all look, until college football comes up with some sort of a rule system that that punishes tampering the way the NFL does where you take away draft picks everyone's going to tamper and so once you establish that everyone's going to tamper and you admit that you tamper you can't be upset when people tamper with you just can't so it's I, I, I'm oh yeah yeah I mean as much as I like to make fun of Hugh Freeze if Hugh Freeze tampered Quinshawn Judkins into the portal and that's not what happened what happened was Ole Miss pulled its offer I mean yeah. that, that is what happened Ole Miss pulled its offer I, I know that for a fact but if, if in the in the, in a scenario where Hugh Freeze tampered Quinshawn Judkins into the portal, my response would be good for Hugh. I mean, that's literally how I would feel about it. Hey, thank you okay. for thank well, you thank you for that, the call. Answer all my questions, <laughs> All right, thanks so much, man. Feel better. Thank you. I apologize for the coughing. I. Can't completely control it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to get back to this. There it is. Okay. Um, Powerade Zero. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the sugary Powerade, and Powerade Zero is like one of the. It has just a little bit of taste to it, and I still have that like metallic taste stuff going on. So this gives me a different taste in my mouth. So it's fine. Hold on one second, caller. I got this is a cumbersome little deal here. Hey, go ahead, caller. Who's this? Hey, turn your device. Hey, this is Darty. Yeah, turn your device down. I got it muted. Okay, what's up, man? Hey, go ahead. Uh, I had a question about when you wrote the article about keeping Dart at all costs. Had you heard any rumblings of Quinshawn 
entering the portal. Yeah. Um, yeah, we heard rumblings of Quinshawn entering the portal in September. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, Tulane. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I was um, I was of the opinion then. I'm of the opinion now that if that was the choice of, and I don't think it was necessarily a one or the other, but that if it ever came to that, that it was a super easy choice. Replacing Quinshawn Judkins is possible. If you lost Jackson Dart, you were going to take a nosedive at the quarterback position next season. You can you can assemble a running back crew that can at least have put up numbers that resemble what what Judkins gave you. What Judkins give you this year? Eleven hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, you can put together a running back crew that can do that. And Kiffin and Kiffin and Smith have done it before. I mean. Any other year, any other team losing Quinshawn would hurt. I mean, it absolutely hurts, but it doesn't feel as if it's going to even impact the results of next season like it would uh, on any other Ole Miss team. The way they've they've just assembled the roster. Yeah, I don't. Well, look. I mean, here's the other thing. This is big. Okay, this is this is this is an important thing that we'll write about and we'll talk about over the next eight and a half nine months. And it will be challenging to write about it and talk about it in a way that actually convinces people that this is a real story. Because a lot of people do the whole, I'm not making fun of anybody, they just do the depth chart thing and they do X's and O's and all of that stuff. And that's a big part of football, don't get me wrong. But even in Atlanta last week when I had a chance to talk to a couple of players just kind of privately, texting or whatnot, um, you always heard the same thing, which was there was there was an eye towards 2024 already. Yeah, the Peach Bowl mattered, and they wanted to win. That was obvious. Um, and, you know, had they lost, I wouldn't have been the guy that wrote it was meaningless. I wouldn't have said that. But at the same time, it wasn't a playoff game. Um, it was an important game, but it wasn't a playoff game. And and their, their mindset was they want to – a lot of those guys, Trey Harris and – uh, Jared Ivey and J.J. Pegues and those guys, Jordan Watkins, Jackson Dart, ultimately, those guys were coming back with kind of one goal, and that's make the playoffs and, and try to win the national championship. And the guys who'd been on the last two teams all said the same thing, which was they realized how utterly important it was to have – total buy-in before the season started that in 2022 yeah they got off to a 7-0 and start and everybody was excited but it wasn't a super close team everybody really wasn't kind of there for each other and once adversity hit they never really responded to it and you know they'll they'll tell you that they just kind of folded and um, and then this past season, they'll tell you that the guys that were on both of those teams will tell you that the 2022 team would have lost four, five, six games this year. Like they would have told you that that two lane game was squirrely in their minds and that it was, it could have easily gone the other way. And they'll tell you that when LSU took a nine point lead midway through the fourth quarter, that the 2022 team would have said, Hey, it's just not our night. And, 
Maybe the same thing in that Arkansas game a week later where Arkansas takes a fourth quarter lead. I don't know if everybody remembers that because Arkansas ended up sucking so bad. But that was a that was a game that Arkansas led, what was it, 12 minutes to go? Fourth quarter, they had a lead and, and forced a fourth and one from, from Ole Miss on their own 34-yard line. Texas A&M game was, I mean, if the kid makes the kick, it's an overtime game. Um, the the this Mississippi State game had some moments where a lesser team would have maybe folded a little bit and, and, and gone, oh, well, it's a rivalry game or whatnot. This team didn't do the, any of those things, and it was because there was such buy-in. And the point was, yeah, they've got all these guys coming in from all over the place, but a lot of the guys that are coming in are heralded guys who are um, were heavily recruited, who've played at big programs, who've played in Power Five programs. They've got guys coming in from Texas A and M and Florida and Tennessee and Mississippi State and Arkansas and Illinois and Indiana, and I'm sure I'm missing something. Uh, potentially, you know, potentially North Carolina, potentially LSU. You've got guys that that have played Power Five football that were highly recruited guys, and you've got to get those guys to buy in that there there ha- there can't be culture issues. That culture issues when the margin of error is small, culture issues will bite you. And I think that was what was becoming a potential issue as it pertained to Quinshawn was that it, he. If if you have one guy that it's all about him, and I'm not saying that with him, but if you have one guy that it's all about him, um, that's that's going to get a little uh, that that's going to be problematic if if there's some if there's some adversity. And you know, like I was telling Chase earlier today, you know, you look at Ole Miss's schedule and you do the W's and the L's, and I told him I said, you know, like that game at South Carolina fairly early in the year, it's super easy to put a W by that. Because, you know, Ole Miss is going to be better than South Carolina. But I've been to games in that stadium. And Beamer's like one of these motivator guys who gets his team sky high sometimes. And that game's that game's a win until – it's an automatic win until you look up in the first part of the fourth quarter and you have a 21-17 to 17 lead and they're driving. And all of a sudden, all the hype doesn't matter anymore. What does matter is culture and chemistry and execution and those kind of things. And it can't be about one guy. It's got to be about team. And I think they've learned that lesson as a program. And I just have a feeling that something happened in Atlanta that pushed it over the edge. Yeah, had to be had to be Saturday. But, I mean, I have complete faith that between Kiffin and Smith, that the results from the running back position, um, I mean, the fall off isn't going to be that deep. I mean, one person won't be doing it. Obviously, it's going to be by committee, whatever they do. But with the receivers they have coming in, um, that might not even matter. And like you said, it, it came to a head. So um, I think I think it's all it's all going to work out for the best for. Every, Everybody except maybe Quinjon. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to see where he ends up and Anyways. kind of what happens. I mean, listen, I won't be surprised if he lost money today. I mean, I, I I don't know how many programs nationally are. It's not about him. It's about his position. I don't know how many programs nationally who are super invested in NIL are going to dedicate the kind of money that I think he could have could have gotten at Ole Miss had he just agreed to it. And I think he basically had agreed 
Um, I have a feeling that he came in and asked for more one more time and combined with what happened in Atlanta, that was it. Um, but I'll be interested to see where he goes because I don't know how many programs are really going to pay that much more for a running back. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to follow. I mean, um, you know, like look hopefully the basketball team can can pull it out this weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't judge success or failure Saturday on a win or loss. Um, I would. I would. I, I don't. Not at all. At all, because Tennessee's really, really good, and they're really good at home. And this will be a this will be a monumental challenge for that for the Ole Miss team. They're going to have to rebound the ball a lot better. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Thank you. I know I'm way behind on the super chat, so ahead of time, thank you all for the uh, super chats. Hey, caller, go ahead. Hey, Neil, how are you tonight? I'm okay. Um, I'm hanging in there. That's good. I feel you. That's good getting to that point. So um, I, I know that we've had a history uh, with previous administrations to where it was kind of an all-in, all-out on, on one person, um, uh, whether it be a running back, whether it be a quarterback. And so uh, not necessarily saying Kiffin and his crew now, but if, if you were kind of in the mindset and if you were to try to paint a picture of what was going on, uh, you, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that, that the Quinchon deal, the pre-portaling was happening, pre-pre-portaling, I guess, uh, going all the way back to September and all. Um, these guys are playing chess, not checkers. So there's option A, option B, option C, option D. And then knowing that some of these guys are going to get, get, you know, phone calls and correspondence back and forth. How do you, what do you think is their mindset as they kind of put together a what if? If we can keep, Quinshawn, great, but if not, we move forward. How, how do you think that that, that kind of goes about? If you are in that meeting, if you are in that, that group looking at, the, at the, the whiteboard in the war room, how do you think that plays out? I mean, I think it plays out like a Major League Baseball team goes through free agency where you have a plan A and you have a plan B and you have a plan C and you probably have all the way down to a plan D, E, and F. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and in, you know, in college football, maybe you don't know precisely who's going to get in the portal, but you know people are going to get in the portal. I mean, there's there's a another SEC West running back that everybody in the country is watching for over the next 48 hours to whether he's going to get in the portal. Um, I mean, it's Jace McClellan. There's no point in pretending we don't know who it is. I mean, you know, Alabama's, right. Alabama's going to go a, a, probably a little different direction there. And there was some talk earlier in the process that McClellan would go pro, but I don't think his NFL grade was super high. He could he could still go pro, but he probably would make more money playing somewhere else than he would as an undrafted free agent who is on a travel team. Um, you know, I mean, look, plan A was to retain Quinshawn Judkins, period. That was right, that right. was that was plan A. Um and I think up until sometime this week, maybe as early, maybe as late as today, plan A was still plan A. Plan A is plan A until it's not plan A anymore. Um, and then you adjust from there. So, I mean, they have, they have other. I mean, so far it's been the, the key names that they've, they've needed to keep. They've done a pretty good job of, 
of retaining them. So, I mean, yes, Quinn Sean is a massive name, but, I mean, you, you've kept a few other large names and then even brought some other ones in. So what would you say, you know, you, you said earlier about possibly doing, you know, quarterback by committee, uh, which is not unheard of in college football. It's done in the pros. I know it's not glorified in the pros as much, but it's done, it's done in college. What would you say would be the floor of success uh, to grade on this success in, in, in moving on from this? And then what would be pie-in-the-sky season? You mean at the running back position or just in general? Uh, yeah, I guess at the running back position too, but then also too, this year, this this group, I mean, they gelled a lot better than they did the previous year. And even even all the the fans, you know, we at the, at the start, we all said an eight-win season would be spectacular, and then a 10-win season was was. It, we better get that when we, we started having that feeling. So I guess in running back, I, layered questions, I guess. Um, la- running back, what, what would that look like as uh, the floor of success, pie in the sky, ceiling as 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 the best, and also to making sure that that, that chemistry is still present? Um, I mean, I don't think the chemistry thing is going to be hard to do. Um, Ulysses Bentley is one of the more popular guys on the team. Um, if he stays, a lot of guys are going to be super excited that he stays just because it's him. They like him. He's a good back. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's an every down, three down back, but man, there's like you said, there's tons of NFL teams. There aren't too many NFL teams actually that have a three down back. If you think about it, if you look at, mm-hmm. if you, I don't know how much NFL you watch, but a lot of NFL teams have a guy that's like a first down back and a second down back, and they bring in another guy and pass right. pass situations and. Stuff like that. I mean, Ole Miss likes to do tempo. A red zone guy. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss likes to do a lot of tempo, which limits some of that. But, you know, they can adjust. It's not like – it's not like the one thing Lane Kiffin all, always has been able to do offensively is to build around the skilled players that he has as opposed to – he doesn't make them mm-hmm. fit his system. He His system fits them. So, I mean, you, I could see them adding, a, you know, a traditional back at a much cheaper price to go along with, uh, to go along with Bentley and, um, and then, you know, probably add another guy as well. That's maybe a, you know, a speed guy or whatever. I don't know. I mean, they'll, there'll be plenty of running backs. I don't know names. I really don't because I'm always kind of reluctant when I hear this to like even ask a bunch of questions because the people that tell you this are sometimes the Pollyanna ones that everything's always, everything's awesome constantly, which is (laughs) nothing in the world works like that. But, I mean, I've I've heard that yeah. even after today's news that some phone calls got made, guys asking, hey, if I got in the portal, would you be interested? I don't know if that's true or not. And don't forget this. There's this tendency to do this thing where it's like, okay, well, they lost Quinshawn Judkins, so they've got until Tuesday to figure it out. They don't. There's a whole other portal period that starts May the 1st. May the 1st to right, May 15th. That's another thing I was going to ask of, when you've got the second portal portal area with the portal king Lane Kiffin, do you do we discount any um, investment in, in in high school players? I know he's been making the rounds to high school championships and, and all that kind of stuff. Do we do we discount any interest in high school talent? No, I mean there's a chance that they'll circle back into that. There's just not a lot of time, right? I mean, by the time the dead period ends for high school recruiting, it's like January the 11th. And so you've got, mm-hmm. you've got what, three weeks? I mean, if you haven't established any kind of a relationship, it's going to be sort of hard to pull that off. But, I mean, who knows, maybe. Um, and I thought James Franklin made a really good point about this the day before the Peach Bowl where he was 
both he and Lane got a bunch of the big picture questions that I know a lot of fans don't find interesting. I find them to be fascinating. But um, Franklin said, you know, that even at Penn State, and they've been like one of the model programs with um, retention, they've actually been able to sign guys out of high school, develop them over time, and keep them for a while. But he was talking about how it doesn't matter how good they are out of high school. If it's some five-star kid out of high school, he's going to need a certain amount of development. And if he doesn't have the mindset, if he doesn't have the mindset to stick out, stick it out through the adversity that comes with that development, you're just doing other people's dirty work and you're doing the development for them. So Yeah, doing it for free. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're just developing a guy at Penn State to go play at Texas one day. And that's what's the point. And so, you know, I mean I Lane's pretty portal dependent. I will I would guess that with this team, they're all in on 2024. Everyone knows what the goals are. I would I would anticipate that they'll fill this vacancy uh, via the portal completely. Yeah, this time this time last year, I don't think you could use the word program like in the in the same tone that you've used it now. It does feel like there's some continuity about about what we expected from year to year. Whereas this time last year, it was. Let's get over the PR debacle of possibly Auburn, possibly not. At this time, like you said, 2024 has a clear goal. And so I think whoever he pulls in high school or portal, I think that that, that kind of comes in with, like you said, a program building. What's the, the number one word all coaches like to use? Culture. He's got a real and actual culture there to where you get to walk in with a little bit of swagger, but you got to come in and, and put in a little bit of work. Yeah, I mean, look, they had a pretty good locker room this year. And so – when you have guys in the locker room that are telling the coach that certain people are locker room cancers, if you're the coach, you better listen to that. They listened in September, and they, yeah. got, they got rid of one locker room cancer pretty early in the process. They got rid of another locker room yeah, cancer uh, mid, midway through the year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's I mean, a 360 degree part of, of, of ownership of if the guys are going to buy into you, you've got to buy into them and trust what they're hearing. 100%. You know, I, you, you've been around a boss certain times. Certain people are not going to act 100%, uh, you know, transparent around their superiors. So when Coach Kitson walks in, we're going to act a certain way, but everybody knows, you know, you, you, your, your real colors are going to shine through. You can't white knuckle it all the time. Well, uh, Lane uses this reference a lot, and I get it because he and I both share a affinity for the NBA. Um, you can assemble an All Star team; it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win a title. Um, it you know it, it, there has to be there has to be some sacrifice involved, and um, again, you know that 2022 team had some talent to it, but man, there was a lot of there were a lot of issues that were always sort of under underlying, and there are some stories that I would need to confirm before I would report, but I believe them to be true, and they're damning about certain people and the the lack of culture, that the lack of chemistry, the lack of of buy in that was on that team, and um, you didn't hear that anywhere near as much this season, and you know. Again, I mean, this is not meant to minimize what Ole Miss just did because they went eleven and two, and they they they're going to finish somewhere between five, six, seven, and eight nationally. But there were some moments in that season where a, a, a lesser team loses those games. I mean, it's just it's just not a reach. It's just not a reach at all. 
and and one hundred percent correct. And so you know you you have to learn from that. And I and I'll give Lane a ton of credit for it. I think he did. I absolutely think he did. I think he learned a whole lot from what happened uh, between comparing twenty two to twenty three and the type of people they brought in and and the culture yep. that you have to build and the leadership that you have to have in the locker room and yeah the that leadership is is it's null and void if if it has no voice and so i think that it yeah. i think it's very obvious that 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 lane listened yeah i love it we we talk a lot at work about you know having all the x's and o's uh but you can't you can't legislate the give a damn factor and when you can get that in naturally it grows ex- exponentially yeah sure. hey thank you for the call all right. Well, I hope you feel better. Thanks, Thanks so man. much for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. I know this is a cumbersome setup. I apologize. It just kind of is what it is. The call was good. No reason to ask me that. Uh, phone lines open again, 662-426-1464. I know, like I said, I'm way behind on uh, some super chats. I appreciate all of them. Um <laughs> Chris Buck, thank you. Where'd it go? Come on back. Where are you? All right, the phone system's acting a little weird. Hang tight. Going to get to it. All right, here we go. Hey, go ahead, caller. Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, Tur- hey Neil. Hey, Tur- uh, it's Connor. I'm actually calling in. Just turn your device down. Hello? You'll turn your device down. That'll eliminate the delay. How's that? It's better, I think. Go ahead. Hey, Neil. Um, Heard you're learning the weather. Hope you're feeling better. I'm sure you've heard that a hundred times tonight. But thank you anyway. Hey, listening in, my my buddy Steve, uh, he's a big uh, Ole Miss fan. Um, told me to give it a listen. I'm actually a Bulldog fan myself. Um, I might have missed it from the beginning, but what's the word on the realistic possibilities you guys do kind of snag ETN from us? Uh, I would I would venture to guess that that uh, Etienne will stick with his commitment to Georgia. I mean, I, I guess there's always a possibility, but that's typically doesn't happen all that much. Um, I'd be surprised. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, that would just be such a quick flip. I feel like, right. I mean, yeah. you don't really jump from one SEC right to another, to another. I mean, I'd be, uh, I'd be surprised. I mean, I, I don't rule anything completely out. I don't know when the semester starts at, at Georgia or, or all that stuff, but, or you know right. how far along he is in the process of moving into a place and all that, but I'd be I'd be really surprised. Awesome, man. Well, I, that's all I got. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Let somebody else call in, but um, really excited to watch uh, the dogs in action in Oxford this year. Be yeah, a good one should be a good one. Thanks for the call. Awesome. Thanks. This phone's wild. I hate this system. I got to figure out. Like someone asked me in my mailbag, "What's your coverage thing?" I've got my, one of my coverage things is figuring out a better phone system. That's it's not number one, but it's close. 
Hey, who do we have? Hey, caller, go ahead. Hey, this is Mitchell from Birmingham. Hey, Mitchell, what's up, man? Hey, Mitchell, turn your uh, hey, uh, turn your device you know, so down. I'm curious, uh, who do you think is uh, my device itself? You're good. Go ahead. Uh, is this better? Mm-hmm. So my question is, who do you think is a better running back, Zach Evans or Quinshawn Jenkins? Oh, they're different backs. They're both really good. Um, just a, it, it's tit for tat. I mean, Quinshawn last year was a lot more reliable um he was steadier i'm not listen the one thing i'm not gonna do and i i I know some people will probably do it i'm not saying that you're doing it there will be people in the media who will do it who will suddenly minimize how good of a back he was over the last two years i will not do that um i i I thought he was a really good back i thought he really improved in pass protection um he's durable as hell um he, he 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 totered it when you asked him to. I mean, he had thirty something carries in the Peach Bowl for God's sake. I mean, he, you know, um, when when Bentley went down and couldn't go, he went the whole game. I'm I'm not going to minimize his his uh, his performance. I, I think there are people in his camp who don't understand running back value, and that's happening across the sport, including at the professional level. But um, the the narrative that some people, and again, I'm not saying you're doing this, but the narrative that some people will do to try to establish yeah. that, hey, he he wasn't as good as we thought he was, or no, 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 he was good. Replacing Quinshawn becomes a storyline for this team. And this is a team that is playoff or bust. Make no mistake. This 2024 Ole Miss team is playoffs or bust. It is pass-fail. And replacing Quinshawn Judkins, when we all do the stories about five storylines to watch for 2024, it's way up there. It might be number one. How do you replace his contributions? And in 2022... Yeah, the pass blocking may be the best part. In 2022, when Zach Evans went down for multiple weeks, Quinshawn Judkins carried you. That game at at Texas A&M... Without Quinshawn Judkins on the field, you lose. I mean, he he was legitimately he's a legitimately good back. He's got some people around him in his life that give him horrific advice. And that's a problem for him, and he needs to figure it out. And it's probably cost him several hundred thousand dollars today. But he's a hell of a back. Yeah, I think he's going to be missed. I, I hate the overreaction on the fan sites, but that's just, just part. That's part of it. That's mother. part of it. You know, that's part of it. I mean, it, that you see that at every level and anything, right? I mean, just that's how fans are. If if Jason Tatum left the Celtics today, Boston fans would turn on him. I mean, it just that's just how it works. Yeah. So I'm just like, don't buy the jersey until their last year in college, unfortunately. So. I mean, you well, know. All right, well, that was just curious about the Zach Evans because, I mean, the yards per carry is really the biggest thing. Uh, I mean, I know Ulysses had a great year just in comparison, but it's also more attention on Jenkins over Ulysses. Yeah, and they're just different. You know, they're different backs, really. I mean, 
Evans had that burst and, and he's, you know, so shifty and he's explosive and, uh, you know, Quinshawn's more of a, more of a power back, but he has some shake to him. You saw it in the peach bowl. Um, and again, I thought where Quinshawn really got better this year was, I thought there were some times where he really showed his maturity as a, as a, um, route runner, as a, as a pass catcher, he wasn't elite at it, but he got much better. And then I thought he really improved as a pass blocker in, in protection. I thought he got much better at picking up blitz and putting his body in there and, and giving his quarterback an, an, you know, another beat to throw the football. Yeah. Well, that's all I had for you. I was just curious. Okay. I know that comparison has just kind of been running through my mind. Sure. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I'm not saying anybody's doing that, by the way, on on Quinshawn, but there will be people that will try to kind of spin it. And those same people, had Quinshawn stayed, they would have been lauding him as a Heisman candidate. I just don't think it can go both ways. Podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs there. In Holly Springs, GM in Oxford, Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. They've got their uh, high dose flu shots for patients over 65 years old or uh, anyone that needs that level of protection. Flu obviously going around big time right now. So you can uh, you can get that. You can also get the RSV vaccine they have in uh, stock as well at both locations, Holly Springs and Oxford, and they make it easy. They let you schedule your appointments for your vaccines. Come in, get them, be on your way. That's 662 to schedule 662 236 2222. For GNM in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got uh, 2024 football season tickets available now. That's for new and renew tickets. Take advantage of that. Go ahead and get on with it. The excitement is only going to increase prior to the 2024 season. Also, men's and women's basketball. They start conference play this week. You've got SEC mini plans and single game tickets still available that is for uh, men's basketball, women's basketball. And then uh, we tell you about multiple campaigns going on right now, the Champions Now campaign. That's the big capital campaign from the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got Forever Ole Miss if you're looking into state, state planning, Vault Society, Empower, a lot of different ways to uh, do philanthropic giving there with the foundation. Also a reminder, the women's and women's tennis teams have upcoming matches at home later this month. Tickets not required for that. And then obviously Morgan Wallen tickets still available all those things, OleMissTicks.com. I've been telling you that Prime Shrimp is giving away free, free shrimp for the entire year to one lucky rebel. Here's how to enter. You go to PrimeShrimp.com slash MPW. Place any order, any order at all. Use promo code JUICE. Take 20% off your order and be entered to win. You can place additional entries by posting your shrimp on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with hashtag Prime Shrimp. Hashtag MPW winners will be chosen on January 31st. So get that orders in. And then also the podcast brought to you by NE Spark. NE Spark is a service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig, it powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Give it a try because, look, my diet's not perfect. Not always getting all the vitamins, nutrients, minerals that I need every day. And AG1 can help in that. Makes me feel better like I'm doing something great for my body as well. 
because it empowers the gut for whole body health. It's much more than just a greens power powder. It's all of your key health products in one, covering my nutritional basis for my day. Literally couldn't be any easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing in the morning, done. Right there, I break my uh, kind of my fast overnight with AG1. It's a great routine and gets me on with my day. I also like that it costs less than three hours a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's an effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. It's a win-win. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, give Athletic Greens. They're giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. Good Lord. Hey, who's who's this? Hey, go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Hey, caller, go ahead. I'm uh, muting my thing. One second. Okay. Okay. Hey, Neil. Hey, what's uh, up? Former Dan Memphis. Uh, I got two questions for you. Uh, if you could, barring the same roster as it is right now, if you could have the stats of one player next year that's not Jackson Dart, who would it be? And then my second question is, do you think you could land an airplane? Uh, okay, let's see. Um, stats of any one player not named Jackson Dart. Um, it'd probably either be Trey Harris or Caden Priestcorn. Because if you told me if you told me Priestcorn yeah. if you told me Priestcorn had seventy catches, for example, I'd say holy shit, they're a playoff team. Um, if you told me that Priestcorn only had twenty, they're a playoff team anyway, right? I mean, they should be. But I mean, you know, I mean, if you told me that, yeah. As much as they utilized the tight end and as effective as he was against Penn State, that if he had a season full of that game, because I don't think Caden was particularly healthy most of the season. Um, if if you told me that they got a healthy Caden Priestcorn all year and he was that effective, yeah, I mean they're 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 cruising. And on the flip side, if you told me Caden had twenty two catches, I'd say, oh, there's trouble. Uh, by the way, a little bit of breaking yeah, news: uh, our, our our colleague, my friend uh, Chase Parham. Uh, reports that um, Ulysses Bentley is expected back next season. Uh, Brian Rippey also sourcing on that. I'll take both of their words for it. So um, Rebels, he says the Rebels are expected to add a notable power five back, and they like Kedrick Riscano. says Ole Miss had kicked the tires on Toledo running back Penny Boone. Uh, Florida State and Louisville are trying to lock him up. I had heard that Boone was a fallback if they couldn't get Bentley to stay. So that makes that sort of jobs with what I was hearing as well. So um, some expected news given today's news, but Ulysses Bentley back for another season at Ole Miss. And uh, could I land an airplane? Um, do I have? Am, yeah. So I, say you had air traffic control yeah. telling you what to do. Um, you think you could do it? Yeah, I think I could do it. I mean, what choice would you have, right? You'd have to you'd have to focus in and like because I mean, your, your choice is you die. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I could. I'd listen. I'm a pretty good listener. 
I'm intelligent enough to like, okay, if you'll explain to me where the knobs and things are and what exactly I'm doing, I would just, I would trust them and do it. And yeah, I think I could. You think you could? I think I could too. Just wanted to get your thought. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to get like the immediate panic and shock and stuff out of the way and you'd have to like go into game mode. You'd have to like. Yep. Life or death situation. Yeah. yeah you would just have to, but, cal- uh, you'd have to calm. Yeah. You'd have to calm things down and see what happened. All right. Thanks for yeah. the call. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. I apologize for the phone system thing. It's one of these things we got to get worked out, but don't really know exactly. We got to talk to some people, figure, figure a couple of things out. I like everything about the setup that we have here, except this. It's a little, I think, cumbersome, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Uh, let's see. We get back into the, uh, oh, there's another call. All right, who do we have? Hey, caller. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're on. Hey, is this Scoops McCready flu game game six? Uh, it's Neil McCready. Uh, it's flu game. I don't know about game six. I I don't know that I could do six games of this, but game one. <laughs> what's up, man? It's vibing. What's happening, man? Nothing much. So I haven't really watched uh, much of a show, but are you also in agreement that Quinshawn probably just lost a substantial a lot of money today? I think it's likely. No, it only takes yeah, it only takes easy. one to just throw a whole bunch of money at him. You know, like there's there was a Colorado rumor last night that I think has some legs to it. Um, you know, and I don't know what their situation is or what they're offering or whatnot, but. The the, I think this is just my take. I think it's either Colorado or Auburn, and if he goes to Auburn, I think he's losing money. Yeah, I would. I don't. I, I would. Don't. I would find it difficult to believe that Auburn is offering him more than what Ole Miss was offering him. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's difficult. Sure. Difficult for me to believe with all of the myriad of needs that they have and. Hughes stated desire to recruit high school. Um, the fact the 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 idea of them throwing seven figures at a at a running back for one season, it doesn't really pass the smell test. And the whole he wants to do something to hurt Ole Miss or whatnot. Number one, okay, they're rivals. Number two, I don't really think that's if that's what's he's mo- trying to save his job next year, yeah. he doesn't have time to think about that. I, I agree completely. I just don't. I don't know that I buy that. If you told me that someone was overpaying for him, I would say it's Colorado. Yeah, I mean it, that makes sense. Um, I mean, look from an on the field talent, it's a huge loss. But looking at you know what Ole Miss could get in the portal not just at running back, but at other positions now. And then, look, I mean, there's – I don't know if you brought it up. It was it, the two-lane game. There was some shit going down in the locker room that I think was problematic for the team going forward. Yep. Like, I posted it on the message board today. I think if they lose that LSU game, that team – there was potential for that team to nosedive. 
No doubt. For no doubt. I've I've said yeah. this I've said this all along. I said it before the season, but once the as the season unfolded, um the pivotal moment in that season was seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter of the LSU game when Jaden Daniels and LSU it saved the season. When they took a nine point lead, especially when you saw the way the game play out the next week, there's and we'll never know, right? So people can argue it and you can debate it to we're all blue in the face. I won't change my mind. I thought in the last seven and a half minutes of that game, Ole Miss won two games, and had they not won the LSU game, I think they would have lost to Arkansas. And there's nothing you could tell me that would change my mind. Nothing. I did too. To the point where I, I honestly, and I, I jumped the gun on it, and I, I feel like people have poked fun at me about it. I, I thought the season had a potential to go really bad as early as the second half against Alabama when they just didn't do anything in the second half. Um, but, I mean, it's – I don't know if you agree with this, but I think moving forward into what next season is supposed to be, when you look at the fact that they kind of cut bait on a two-time all-SEC running back and said, look, team synergy-wise, this might not be what we need if we're going to make a run at this thing. I kind of think that speaks volumes. That's just me. And look, I wish nothing for the best for Quinshawn. He, he's great for Ole Miss. Like people being doing the fandom butt hurt thing. Like, all right, whatever. But I kind of think that tells you that they're really comfortable with what the team culture is right now. I think it tells you that they're comfortable with it. They like it, but that they know it's it's a uh, it's not a it's something that has to be um, maintained. It has to be massaged. It has to be sustained. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not something you can take for granted, and that it's something that can become volatile quickly. It doesn't take it doesn't take a lot. Again, I mean, you saw proof of that. In 2022, when they had some locker room cancers, for lack of a better word, and they didn't do anything about them. In 2023, they eliminated them quickly. Would have eliminated one even quicker than they did, except they had some injuries. and the Wolf got hurt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kind of felt like they couldn't, but almost did anyway, and there were moments where they thought they'd made a mistake on that. So, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely learned a lesson. Yeah, I got you, but All right, man, thanks for taking my call. Hope you get to feeling better. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, Stacy, thanks very much for the super chat. That's very nice of you. I know I've missed a bunch of those. Um, I apologize. It's difficult to keep up with um, – everything here while I'm trying to work this thing as well. I'll try to touch on a few of those while we have a split second. Let's see. Um, I mentioned Chris. Uh, thanks to Marine Rebel. Gun to your head is Judkins in the SEC next year. Um, gun to my head, I'd say yes, and then I'd say a fast prayer. Uh, Richard, thanks for the super chat. Uh, pimping, pimping Spy. With the super chat says, what are you hearing that wants to come in? Who are you hearing that wants to come in his place? Um, I mean, the big name that I heard today was most more than any other was, was McClellan. 
There's some Jarquez Hunter talk, but that's been there for a while, and it's my understanding that Hunter's got to be at Auburn until May for um, multiple reasons, academic and such, but maybe that's changed given the court ruling. I don't really know. Uh, who do we have? Yeah, it's Jake in St. Louis. Hey, How's Jake. What's up, man? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. A couple questions here, kind of one after the other. Um, so you mentioned earlier that Ole Miss kind of just just backed away from the, the offer that they had put on the table, I guess the third offer. Um, is that something that you just kind of hear through the grapevine, or is that something that's pretty pretty well known at this point amongst kind of the media? Um, I can't speak for all media, but I know that uh, we at rebelgrove.com feel quite confident in that. Oh, nice. I, I was just curious because it was just something I hadn't heard. So kind of playing off that, do you think Quinchon expected that, or – you think he was kind of trying to thought he had the upper hand and thought if he pushed again, he'd, he'd get another offer. Quinshawn himself or the people around Quinshawn? <laughs> I mean, I guess he asked, but, but yeah, it, it just seems a bit like it might've been a shock to him that he kind of felt like he had the upper hand and maybe wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I, again, um, I believe that the people around Quinshawn have cost Quinshawn a lot of money. I don't. I can't speak. It's unfortunate. I can't I mean, speak for the. As you said, listen, it's, I, I, I've never uh, had. Field, a, I've never had a, a negative uh, experience with Quinshawn. I, I, he's, um, he's always been guarded with media and stuff, but he's always been accommodating and and uh, he's a nice. He's always been nothing but polite and nice to me. I don't have a negative thing to say about him um, at all. Um, I think he made a mistake. But I don't think it's him that made the mistake. I think it's the people around him that yeah. made the mistake. But uh, I know that it will lead to him being vilified and whatnot, and that's all part of the deal. I get it one hundred percent. I I I hate it for uh, I hate it for him because I I, I think that um, obviously and look I don't know what legacy means to twenty year old people. I, I, as someone who is, I mean, my kids are what twenty two. 20 and 17 and I don't think legacy is something they can even comprehend at this age. So just because Quinshawn, yeah, just yeah, because no question. I mean, I, this is not, you know, just because like anything new, right? Yeah. Just because he can run fast doesn't mean that he's going to have a, a better idea of legacy than, than someone who doesn't run fast. So, and, and I don't, that, I, I, I think yeah, most yeah. people would agree. I, so I, I I don't know the, the the I think the where the failure is is that there's some people around him who have who have failed him. That's what I believe. I mean, and maybe it'll work out. And and you know if it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, it does. Cool. But um, you know I I do think it's a certain degree of I don't know. It's a certain. It's a shame, I guess, that um, you know, had he stayed for another season and and that season had gone. You know the way that I think a lot of people think that that season could go. He would have been, um, you know, and and when I say this, I mean this for him. Forget the, forget all the fans and all the stuff, but you know, to come back and and be with his teammates and stuff twenty years from now, thirty years from now, the stuff that you can't think about when you're twenty two years old, twenty years old, you don't think about thirty years from now. You just don't. Um, but I kind of hate that part for him, but. Um, the people around him, I think, made some bad business decisions. So, you know, but that's part of it. 
They, they listen. He, he didn't by getting in the portal today. He did not do anything yeah. improper or wrong or anything in this era of college football. You can't you can't build your program around the portal and celebrate taking players from other schools and then turn around and why not that you're doing this by the way. I'm just saying in general, um, you, you can't you know whine about the yeah. whine about the system when one of your players gets in the portal. It's just the portal giveth, the portal taketh away. Yeah, no question. I think uh, bad advice for these young kids is, is nothing new. It's just uh, almost more exposed in, in the light now with the NIL situation. So, yeah. you know, it, it's always happened, and I think it will continue to happen. So I do, too. All right. Appreciate it, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Mark from uh, DC. Uh, What's just up, a quick question. This may have already been been asked before, but so Quinchon, I'm good. Um, hope hope you get the feeling better. I know Thank it's you. Tough. I, I was sick earlier this week. But anyway, um, so Quinchon was making roughly seven eight hundred thousand from everything that I've heard and what you y'all reported or allegedly reported. So theoretically, we could probably get what two to three players, maybe one or two offensive linemen, another running back. So theoretically, it could be addition. I mean, you're adding three good players and you're only really losing one, so you're basically netting two pretty, probably pretty good players. Is that a fairly accurate assessment? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, if you if you hit on all those players, yeah. Um, you know, I think they could they could probably. I saw Tyler in the stream a minute ago. He probably could answer this a little bit better. Um, I, th- I think offensive linemen, um, yeah, you could probably add two solid offensive linemen and a solid running back piece for roughly that price. So do you think we're probably two – SEC quality offensive line and say, uh, I don't know, position, probably another tackle and another guard or maybe another, maybe a center and push the center out to another position away from being able to not necessarily be as good as Alabama or Georgia on the offensive line, but to be able to compete better than what we did against those two. Um, yeah, I think they've got to get bigger up front. I think they, they're, they're working on that. Obviously, they're, they're hoping that. Percy Lewis comes in for his visit tomorrow. He um, he visited Arkansas on Wednesday. The intention was to stay a day. Arkansas apparently did a phenomenal job with him on Wednesday. They got him to stay another day. He canceled his Auburn visit. So um, Arkansas obviously is more of a threat for him than um, you know than than Ole Miss thought he was going. The, it, it was going to be the uh, offensive lineman from uh, Florida. I can't think of his name right now. He's got kind of a funny last name. I say that as someone who has a funny last name. Um, he started at guard at Florida. There's some, there had been some rumblings that he would come visit this weekend. As of right now, that's not that's not um, locked up, and there's a lot of talk about him um, committing to Arkansas. So Arkansas very clearly is throwing some NIL money at, at uh, offensive line. Uh, Lance Hurd from LSU is in the portal. I know that Ole Miss would like to get him. Ole Miss is not alone there. Um, 
the offensive tackle. So what, what about the one? What about the one from LSU? The tackle from LSU. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Is heard. Um, and then you know, Ole Miss has the uh, the one from from oh, uh, gotcha. the the kid from North Carolina is coming in this weekend. He is coming in for a visit, so I'm sure they're going to try to get that locked up. Um, and there's some other guys too. And then again, don't forget there will be another portal period in May. I mean, I know you want to get those guys in for the for the spring not really for spring football as much as for the culture building part of this it takes time to build culture they learned that a year ago but right um they, they've got a little bit of and I, they got a little I, bit know of time. You, I know you mentioned that uh Quinshawn likely lost money so if Ole Miss was I think like you said we were make, he was making 800,000 which I don't know of any other running back in the in the in hey Bob, let, let, let me interrupt you let, let me that much money let me hold on one second let me interrupt you real quick um t- tyler's in the thread uh, he he knows these numbers pretty sure. well he says uh you're going to spend 250 to 300,000 for quality quality ol guys i think that's about right go ahead no i was going to say so you mentioned earlier in the show that quinchon likely lost money um is it and not to say that Ole Miss would do this, but is it theoretically possible? And he may, and which I may have burned too many bridges for this to happen. But is it theoretically possible that he could say, "Hey, I've made a huge mistake. I'll come back for four hundred thousand." I mean, because I doubt he would get what he's asking for anywhere else. I mean, I guess it's possible that I wake up in the morning and my hair's back. But and would Ole Miss take him back? <sighs> um, you know. You'd have to think that. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want the cancer in the locker room. You'd have to think that a lot of damage got done today, right? That it would take a lot of, it'd take a lot of repair. But I, mean, yeah. never, I never say never. I, I'm, if you followed me for any period of time, you know that there's a few words in the vocabulary that I don't really like, and one is never, and one is always. So I'll never say that it's not possible. Yeah, but. I'm also guessing that it was. Yeah. I would also guess that it wasn't just Quinshawn that was pushing for this. It was probably a lot of his uh, family wanting wanting to cut, which is probably usually the case a lot of times. I mean, I've heard uh, just on the message board and stuff about his mom wanting being kind of a headache and uh, basically a, a, a whack job, for lack of a better term, wanting, wanting more money. I mean, at the end of the day, I think he's going to end up realizing that what he had at Ole Miss, he's not going to be able to get somewhere else. Well, I, I mean, wrong, I think, I, mean, I, I don't you know, see too many, uh, we all have very inflated views of our children and, um, you know, uh, yeah, this is a, you know, it's a, there's a look, you know, you're worth what you can get. And so who knows, maybe he'll end up making more, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe this, I, it's a, it's a story that you can't write the conclusion to it tonight. So, you know, it's a tonight it's going to be a cliffhanger. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You can't, you know, I, I always get a kick at the, like at the end of like NBA free agency. They'll come out and do this. Here's the winners. Here's the losers column. You can't do that today. You can't do the here are the winners. Here's the losers. There's not enough information. So we'll see. He made a, at some point he made yep. a he made a decision and at some point Ole Miss made a decision and it's possible that we'll look back at the end of the season and say, you know what, Ole Miss should have just sucked it up and given him what he wanted. And that's possible. I don't think that's what will happen, but it's possible. Can't say you can't say tonight. Yeah, now if it'd been Jackson Dart, I'm pretty sure we would have said the same. Yeah, they had no I wrote this I wrote it the day before the 
Peach Bowl. And people are like, I don't know why you're writing this today. And I said, because it's the biggest story. Ole Miss had no choice but to give Jackson Dart whatever it took to keep him, period. Period. Yeah, lo- losing Quinshawn, you're still a top seven team going into next year. You lose Dart, you probably – well, you still probably in the top 25, but maybe top 20, and you making the playoff becomes a – it goes from not not a sure thing, but a, something probable to, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Okay. Uh, anything else? But anyway, I appreciate your time. I hope you get to feeling better, and I will hang up and listen to the show. No, uh, that's it. I okay. appreciate it. I'll yes, hang sir. up and listen to the rest of the show. I hope you get to feeling better. Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Thank you. Let's see if I can get Tyler on. I'll see if I can call him. Uh, let's see. I need to get my glasses so I can see this better. You guys could see the screen. You would laugh so hard. Uh, let's see, Tyler. If you're listening, just do. Let's just do. Um, let's just just call. Just call this. Call the number on the screen, and I'll look for your call. I think that'd be easier than me switching screens and setting it up and doing video and stuff. If that works for you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Kind of producing this in live time. I could send you a link, I suppose. I'd have to go find it. I can try to do that. Let's see. Oh, here's Tyler. Here he is. Tyler, how are you, sir? Tyler? 
Hello, Scoops. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How we feeling, man? Um, running out of juice, but hanging in there. Love it, love it. I mean, I've missed you, man. We've been like what? We've we hadn't seen you in like two weeks. I know. Did you have a good holiday? Have, I know. I know about your Christmas. Everybody was sick at your house, and then you went to the mountains and you fought bears. Yeah, <laughs> went to the mountains. Got to look at uh, look at Mother Nature for a couple of days. And then uh, drove every mile of the interstate and backwoods and everything you can think of between here and Asheville, North Carolina. It's gorgeous country, though, up there. Oh, it's great. It's great. We, uh, it's, uh, we went up there. I think my wife had uh, like plans of hiking and all kinds of trails and stuff. And then we, we drove four and a half miles up the driveway to realize that it was another 45 minute drive to get to the nearest trail. So we sat in the house and watched TV for, uh, on the porch for about two days. So, but it was quiet. So, uh, I talked to you a couple of times when I was in Atlanta, um, about stuff that was going on in, in, um, portal and potential portal and whatnot. How surprised were you, if at all, by what happened today with Quinshawn? A little surprised. Um, I think it was a bad decision. I think getting bad advice is probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, Just really goes to show you that in this market of college NIL, how some of these kids it's just some really bad advice going on out there, man. I mean, I've seen it, you know, it's been really bad this cycle. Maybe I'm just more involved in it this cycle than I've been in the past, but just really bad advice. And I mean, people I, I, I know what you're talking about for the people who aren't privy to the, some of the inside. Can you, can you dive into that a little bit more in what, in what, in what, what's happening yeah. specifically? Well, I think kids are chasing, there's, there's people that, have never done the agent, advisor, whatever role you want to call it, that are advising these kids. And they are after the paycheck. And it's about seeing the, they're about the immediate paycheck, not what's best for the kid. And so where, let's take, you know, let's just use a running back. Let's just say a school had a really good running back. And he could go get, you know, another couple hundred thousand dollars at another school assuming they pay it but somebody's telling him his value is is at number x and so maybe that's a couple hundred grand more than what your school is offering and you're going they can't see the forest because the trees are in the way they're going to leave their place they're going to go to another school they're going to go into a new system they don't know the scheme they don't know how much they're going to be used and instead of leaving because the situation that they're in, they don't realize that the grass is not always greener. When you do that, you have aspirations. A lot of these quality kids have aspirations of going to the NFL or doing whatever they're doing. You're hurting your future by going to a lesser place or somewhere that's not going to use you to where you're going to be used. And in today's case specifically, I mean, what else do you want from a player standpoint? I mean, the guy's been a thousand yard rusher. He's been the premier back in this league for two years. I mean, going to be a third one. 
um, you're not. It's not going to get better football wise anywhere else. So why are you leaving? Well, it's about a couple hundred grand. Well, that couple hundred grand can end up being a couple million dollar mistake. Where do you think he goes? I mean, his, his options are pretty wide I don't, open. I don't know. Yeah, Auburn? I think he's losing money. Does he go to Auburn? I don't think so. I can tell you this: if it's Auburn, it's not what he. It's not what he's asking. I can't tell you that. It's not what he's asking. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think that's why he's going. I would not be. I'm telling you, I am not going to be surprised in the least if the deal that he ends up getting, wherever it is, is less than what he was offered by Ole Miss. I'm not going to be shocked at all. What about your uh, your buddy Dion in Colorado? I guess first of all, oh, please make that happen, please. Why do you say that? Oh, just please make that happen. Just the, Our the, show's going to be great. Just the humor we're, alone. We're, we may have a reoccurring guest. <laughs> I, I mean, um, it, is, it is really remarkable. What's crazy about it, right, is that if, if it shows you how something, some couple of things happen. Because if you, if you take a complete step back from it and look at it objectively, um, if he knew he was going to leave at the end of the season, there's no reason whatsoever to play the Peach Bowl. You you opt out and you put out your little thing and you 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 go on and you about you you let the market formulate. Did I lose you, Tyler? Yeah, I guess I lost Tyler. We'll get him back. I'll finish my um, I'll finish my thought. We'll see. I'll call him back. Phone just died right there. It's wild. Um, Tyler, you there? And we'll get him to call me back for whatever reason. If you guys could see the screen, you'd understand. What I was saying, though, is Tyler's probably trying to call back. We'll get him back in here in a second. Is you, you, there's no reason to play the game if you know you're leaving. And for him to play the game and do all the thing last week indicated that he'd made up his mind to stay. And then you go through the, the game. You basically, there's no basically to it. They had, they'd reached, an, they had reached an agreement. You don't, you don't turn around and. Hey Tyler, I'm going to shut this thing down and then I'm going to open it back up and get you back on. I think that's about the only way it's going to work. It's just, it got overwhelmed with people calling in at the same time. It's one of the flaws. It's not really, it's not designed, it's going to sound braggadocious, it's not designed for shows that have this kind of, um, this kind of uh, call volume. So I'll just reset it real quick, and then I'll get you to call me right back. But what I was saying as I do all that is, that was the part for me once because there was some talk right after the egg bowl in just sort of rumor circles, but fairly informed rumor circles that Quinshawn didn't want to play um, in the peach bowl, that he didn't want to give up Christmas and whatnot. 
and all that. I have no idea whether that was true or not. But once it became obvious that he was going to play the game, it really didn't make a lot of – at that point, I thought, well, you know what? He's decided that, that he's going to stay. He's, they're they're going to pay him. Ole Miss recognized that he had more value to Ole Miss than just as a running back, right? You could market him because of what he'd done the last couple of seasons. You could – there was a sentimentality to him. You know, you know, little kids in the stadium were wearing number four for a reason, and it wasn't because they just loved the number four. It's they, they loved him. He was a, a part of their – success over the last couple of years um all of those kinds of things and suddenly suddenly that's out the window all right now this is acting weird on my end i'm trying to call you tyler Oh, I think I had a... Oh, I know what happened. Hold on. I think it disconnected me. I think we had a little Wi-Fi issue on the uh, on the iPad here. Let me get let me get that back. Not a problem. Yep. And get you back. Cough medicine and uh, brain working at the same time is not always a great thing. But you know what? If you're still with us at this point, you've learned that technologically I'm not I'm not Mr. Savvy, but I've gotten better. Tyler? Hello, Scoops. Hello, Tyler. Sorry about that. You still there? Scoops. Yes, sir. All right, so that was my question. Got you, man. All right, my question was, if you were Quinshawn and you knew you were leaving, you just go on and leave. You don't play the Peach Bowl. To play the Peach Bowl indicated that to everybody that, hey, I intend to stay, so something had to have gone haywire in the last few days. Well, it's very apparent to me just, you know, you know, I do a doctorate in common sense. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of thinking going on on that side for a while, it appears. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, why would you? If you knew you were going to leave, why would you play? That's, you wouldn't. That's, you wouldn't. You wouldn't play. Period. You wouldn't. Right. You wouldn't. So, you, you wouldn't in any in any logical way. You wouldn't play the game because you could risk getting hurt, and you don't have any value. And further, you'd want to take advantage of the whole market. If you knew you were leaving, and listen, he had every right to leave. If you knew you were leaving. And you're transferring to be immediately eligible to go to a new place in January. You want to put yourself out on the market where all the big boys compete for you. If you wait until, in this case, what's today, January the 4th? If you wait till January the 4th, I mean, a lot of people have already committed their free agent funds. Um, they already have a plan in place. Um, you've restricted your market. It, it It's to your point. The one thing that it solidifies is that the people that are advising him are clueless. Yeah, I just, I, I find it, I just don't understand. And I, I get it. I mean, I, I get why they're doing it because they're, you know, you got people that are around kids. And this is what I was trying to get at earlier. You got, you got people that are advising kids that have never done this 
before. So this is their only chance to get their money. That they're, I mean, somebody else is trying to get their bag, not Quinchon. I mean, yeah. the people around them trying to get their bag. And they care about and it's just, it's really, it's just, it's sad. I mean, if you're just going to get honest about it, it's sad for the, I mean, I hate it for the kid because it's a bad decision. Like, why in the hell would you, I just don't understand it. Like, why in the hell would you risk millions of dollars over a couple hundred grand? It just makes no sense. The only reason it makes sense is the people, is a couple hundred grand might as well be 10 million to the, to the people advising them. And it, it's just it's it's really bad advice. Um, and you know the other thing is is that he went in the portal. You know uh, he he's, he's bluffing with you know seven seven deuce offsuit and uh, Ole Miss called his bluff. And good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, I told somebody today makes me want to go home and put on an Ole Miss hoodie. Good for them. I, I, I mean, they didn't even tell him to kick rocks. No, they're great not- player. Awesome player. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, but you know, you have time for it's time. I'm, I'm glad they stood their ground and told him to kick rocks. Yeah, at some point you have to. I, this is the second time that I know of in this cycle that they've stood their ground. And in one case, standing ground landed the player. And in the other case, it was like, okay, that's it. See ya. And so yeah, you, you, you've got to do was, it. You've got to set really, parameters. Uh, Oh yeah, and it's a it's a it's a good it's a good message too. It's a good message for anybody else coming through too. Is there is, you know, I really I know this is really weird. I think Ole Miss took a big step as a program today, a really big step, because, you know, when you're starting to build a program, and I've been on both sides of it. I've been at the bottom of the bottom. You know, you're building from scratch. And then I've got to see it when you're going to compete for championships. And the difference is, is when you're on the low end of it and you're trying to build, man, you're, you're just any player that you can get that can help you win games, man, you'll do anything to get that guy, anything to keep him around, anything to keep him happy. And then you get to a point to where, hey, we're fixing to start competing for championships and you got a lot of really good players. And it comes to a point, look here, I mean, this, this is all the, the glitz, the glamour, that's cool, but we're, we're trying to get a championship here. Yeah. And you're either with us or you're against us. And if, if you're going to play the selfish game, it, it's, you gotta, it's time to kick rocks. And no, not one player is ever above the program. And I think that's what championship teams do. You didn't see – Georgia didn't take a real – Georgia didn't lose uh, in the SEC championship game because Bear Alexander uh, left to go to USC. Didn't happen. That's not what I mean. Alabama didn't take a step back because they lost guys in the portal last year. That's not what. Ha- that's not happened. Yeah. I, I I tend to agree. You know it better than I do, but I tend to agree with you. I mean, <clears throat> look, if you're going to win a championship, there's going to really come, happy to see Ole Miss do that today. There's going to come moments in a championship run where it's um it's tenuous, right? I mean, look at. Look at the Michigan Alabama game of the night. I mean, it comes down to just a play here and a play there. You, you, there's no room for selfishness in those in those moments. It's it's got to be about it's got to be about team. And there's that's I don't know precisely what happened on the field Saturday in Atlanta, but something happened 
for Jackson Dart to go over to the to the sideline and basically not get in Lane Kiffin's face, but to so frustratingly yell at Kiffin about about another about a teammate that there was a moment. You don't see that very often, you know, and, and there's no question inside that team, the part that's undeniable about Ole Miss football is that is Jackson Dart's team. That is his team. And for Quinshawn not to have figured that part out and to want it to be about him, that's a little tone deaf right there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just uh... – yeah, tone deaf is a great is a great word for it. I just I don't understand the grass is not always greener on the other side. He was being well taken care of. They were going to take well, I mean, going to take great care of him. I mean, he probably still would have been the highest paid running back in college football. I don't know of a single running back making more money than than he was making. So I just I'm yeah, and and he had more value. I don't know. I'm he, just he I'm had a little. Uh, he had more value, Tyler, at Ole Miss than he could have anywhere else because at Ole Miss you have the sentimental part of it, you have the the, you know what he's put in, um, you know the the continuity part of it. I mean all that stuff, right? But you've got kids that, I mean, ironically, there's probably a lot of kids that had just gotten their Quinshawn Judkins jersey for Christmas, right? That I mean that those there's a there's a value to that 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 um that he doesn't have it anywhere else auburn or colorado or wherever the hell else you still there yeah and then, and then you know but that's also there's a reason and i always used to um i always used to use this with my players it's like you know they sell your they sell your jersey right and it's got your it's got your number on it but when you sell when they sell your college jersey it's got your number on it, but it doesn't have your last name on it. There's going to be another number four that comes through here that everybody wants to wear their jersey too. You know, I was joking with, uh, and I told that to, I was messing around with uh, A.J. McCarron when he was having one of his little fits at practice one day. And I was like, here's the difference. What you don't understand is that that Alabama number 10 that you see all these little kids wearing, there'll be another number 10 that they're going to want to wear his jersey around here too one day. And he looked at me like I was crazy, and sure enough, it was a guy named Mac Jones that ended up being a first-round draft pick that wore the same number like three or four years later. So there's going to be another number four, you know, just like there was uh, – that name will not be – that number won't be retired here. There'll be another one. And so um, the the name on the front of the jersey always is more important than the name on the back. Um, I know we'll talk about it at some point. We probably won't talk – before Monday because the game's Monday night. Um, you got any big hot take on Washington, Michigan? Oh, man. I'm so – I don't know. I'm going to be in Nashville. I don't know, man. I was so – I'm still, like, pissed off about I, – I got my ass kicked betting-wise. Um, I, I literally lost both games. Uh, Alabama, The the we'll talk about later, but run fits were atrocious – the protections were terrible. Um, that's what got them beat. Those two things got them beat. Um, the lack of communication um, on defense, passing on things that schematically I had to explain to you a bit differently. But they kept running half slide with setting the, the protection 
away from the three technique. And what that did is it put a linebacker that was blitzing on a running back coming across the formation, and the, and the pocket kept collapsing, and they refused to move the pocket. Um, so that was a little frustrating watching schematically Alabama offense. And on defense, uh, they, they, they couldn't communicate. Uh, they had some bad run fits, and they couldn't communicate. And, you know, linebackers specifically had a rough night um, communicating and, and run fitting. It cost them, cost them a shot national championship. And then Texas, you know, Texas kind of beat Texas, even though Washington played out of their minds. Um, they still had a chance to win the game at the end somehow, uh, but they turned the ball over too much and made too many mistakes uh, for a game of that magnitude. But I think, I don't know, I think Michigan's probably, it's a, it's a contrasting styles, right? Um, it's an interesting matchup, but I don't know how many people, uh, real college football fans, uh, our casual college football fans will be locked into it. Uh, Justin Thompson says, appreciate all that you, Chase Tyler, and everybody in PW Digital and RG do. It says his, even his wife watches with him. I'm surprised. My wife earlier today, well, Tyler, my wife earlier today, Tyler, you, you know this because you know Laura. She said, what's going on? And because I looked busy when she showed up at lunch, and I said, Quinshawn Judkins got in the portal. And she says, I don't know who that is. And I said, there you go. Uh, Robert Mack, thanks for this. Yeah. <laughs> he says, didn't know we get a celebrity referring to uh, Tyler. Uh, so I know I missed some uh, some super chats earlier, but I uh, I didn't want to touch on as many of them as I, I could get to, thanks to all of them. Um, all right, if you're Ole Miss, what do you do to replace Quinshawn? Because all the, all the hyperbole aside, he was a very productive back who could do a lot of different things and allowed you to play tempo because he could play first through third down. How do you uh, how do you go about replacing him? Yeah, I think there's. I mean, they're going. I, I don't want to diminish. I heard what you said earlier, and I agree four hundred thousand percent. I don't want to hear the people going, "Well, he wasn't very good," and all this stuff. Great back, can play the game, really good. Um, with that being said, a lot of it, there's, they're not going to have as big of an issue to replace it as much as, I guess, as if it was another position. Um, I'm not saying that. I mean, they have, you know, there were times uh, that Bentley was just as productive, right? I mean, and so can he be, you're not going to replace him, the person, but you'll go get another guy. They're not that expensive. Um, I mean, shit, you can go get two of them, two elite guys for what he was wanting by himself. Um, so I don't think it's just going to be a matter of who's available. Right. And I know we've, uh, you know, <laughs> how effective the tampering portal is. Um, I've heard some names, uh, probably like you have, I'll kind of believe it when I see it. Um, but look, there's going to be, you got a lot of pieces of the puzzle here. And it's kind of like, you know, when you're putting together the quote unquote super team and, you know, a running back goes, okay, I got one year left. Where can I go maximize my potential? They're going to see a big, I mean, Ole Miss has got, they got a lot to recruit to right now. Hey, we got money and we got uh, a, a truck ready to roll. We just need somebody to get in it. So I think they're not going, I don't think it's going to be as difficult. And uh, look, I'll, I'll say this. Um, Ole Miss was not shocked by the day. They didn't just wake up and go, oh, no, what do we do? They got a list. They know what they're doing. Uh, oh, they yeah. knew this day was coming. Yeah. And, for, and so 
it's not like they're, oh my gosh, what do we do? Um, I think in the last 12 months, that's as far, yeah, that's just about as far as I'll go. I'll go say the last 12 months, they probably knew this day was coming. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. That's what I said at the beginning that while on one hand today was really surprising, on the other hand, it wasn't surprising at all. And that's completely a weird thing to say. And I acknowledge that it's bizarre, but it's true. It today, if, if you, if you believed half of the things that you heard throughout last season into the off season, into the first part of this season, you would say that today was inevitable. And then frankly, when he, when he was with the team in Atlanta, I was like, ah, they're going to work it out. And there was a lot of talk that he and Dart were going to, whatever one did, the other would do. And that it, it wasn't because they were really tied to each other, but it was, hey, Ole Miss is all in. They'll make it work. They'll figure it out. And then there was kind of a weird moment. I said this at the beginning of the show. There was kind of a weird moment in Atlanta that um, it didn't – it didn't hit a lot of people, but I've done this media thing for a long time and I've covered a bunch of these bowl games and like the peach bowl does an incredible job of media. It's phenomenal. And, um, um, I guess it was Wednesday, Thursday, it was Thursday. The game was Saturday. It was on Thursday. It was, um, Penn state defense and then Ole Miss offense. They brought them in Penn state defense for a press conference, defensive coordinator, and five players, all defensive players. And um, they did their press conference, and it was like clockwork. They showed up right on time. They went the amount of time they were supposed to go. They excused them. They left. And then there was a little bit of a break, and then it was supposed to be the Ole Miss offensive coordinator, Charlie Weiss, and you know some Ole Miss offensive players. And so you're like, Okay, well, we pretty much know who's coming. And the Peach Bowl like media guy is really calm, collected, first-rate first professional guy. And you could tell he was kind of flustered. There was something going on. And he was in communication with the Ole Miss people. And he really didn't know who was coming. And he was not comfortable with that because he wanted to have the podium set up with the name cards and all that stuff. He wanted it to look... Like the Peach Bowl does things. And the last person to show up was the last person to show up was was Quinshawn. And he kind of showed up after everybody else and he sat in the back and then he was it just had a weird feeling to it. And I thought, man, there's something going on with this deal. And then David Eckert with the Clarion Ledger and me kind of peppered both Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins with questions. And at one point Jackson even sort of answered for Quinshawn. And so there was just a weirdness to it that it just kind of struck me. Yeah, I can, I can probably put two and two together and figure out how that happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a sense. Yeah. But the fact that I, got, hey, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Yeah. The fact that it happened at all, like that in a game of that magnitude that stage it told you a lot right it 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 the one thing it told you is that everybody everything wasn't simpatico yeah i i will put like this they uh 
you can't fault Lane and you can't fault Ole Miss for not being patient. You can't, because I'd have told his ass to kick rocks a long time ago. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, I, I know I, you just can't do it. No, I mean, you look, can't. look, you're right. Let me let me say this. You, let me let me add to that what you just said, which is because you're exactly right. Because it's twofold. On one hand, Lane has a ton of respect for Quinshawn, the player, because he's a terrific player. And then on the other hand, Lane did not want the perception that Ole Miss would lose one of its star players to the portal because they couldn't pay or wouldn't pay or whatnot. He didn't want that perception to ever gain any traction. And so for them to make the decision whenever they made it that, you know what, it's not worth it anymore, it it tells you a lot. You still there? Yeah, I don't know what the hell just happened. It's like adding me on a third call or something. Oh, okay. But did you hear what I said? I heard, I heard, like, except the last 10 seconds of it. Okay. What I was just saying at the very end was the fact that, given the fact that A, Lane respected how quality of a player he is, and B, Lane did not want the perception that Ole Miss would lose a player of his magnitude in the portal because it either didn't have the resources or wouldn't commit the resources. The fact that it got to today tells you a whole lot. Oh yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent. I just, um, at the end of the day, the, it's almost, (laughs) I know it sounds really, and again, you know how I am about, it's not the portal. You know how I am about immediate eligibility and all that stuff. It's almost feels a little bit like the school's got some power back today. You know what I mean? It's like almost got one for the good guys. You know, it just, um, it's the first, I mean, you, you let, you let a extreme elite athlete walk. And, and look, we all know they could have got the money. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It was the point. Yeah. It's no, not about the money. It was not about the money. I mean, it's the point. Yeah. It was. He's like, I mean, I was like, you know, I, you know, next time I see Lane, I'm gonna give him a high five, man. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, you know, it wasn't about the money. They have the money. No, it was. This was about making a point. It was about the message that you would send to the rest of the locker room if if you kept kept every time he came back or their side came back for more, you just kept buckling after what happened in Atlanta. The message that would have been sent was we. You really can't take us seriously, and now it's no. We you, you, we do uh, at the end of the day. There, there is still a chain of command. Yeah, and if and if you know, um, the other message was is there's not one person that's bigger than the team, and if the facts are this, if they paid uh, him what he was asking, uh, that would be a detriment not only to your you know to the I guess the culture of the precedent and things that have been done before, but it also is going to prevent you from going and getting the other help that you need to become an elite team. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's still some spots that what they need to get and yeah. they're going to get, and they have the money to go get. And, that, the, but, and, and Hey, the offensive line market, the offensive line market right now is going up. I mean, today's the next couple of days are not terrible days to be a, a quality offensive lineman in the portal. They're, they're, they're 
their market on them is as best I can tell has gone up because there are some some aggressive buyers in the market. Yeah, your market's going to be driven by um, obviously how much everybody willing, willing to spend. Uh, with that being said, I do I do think you're, you're going to be able to go get elite dudes. I'm not I say elite. I'm talking about starters. Okay, you can go get a starter uh, between two fifty and three. Um, and I mean, there are, you know, the group of five guys, there are a group of five starters that are leaving. Now they're going to provide their depth pieces. Those are going, you know, 50, 60 grand, whatever it is, uh, depending on the school. Um, but look, I mean, I think you can go get then they got the money to do that. Now you don't have the money to go do everything you need. And then plus, you know, something else comes up, you know, you want to have something in case a great player pops up, but, um, oh look, the pieces are in place, man. I, I think they need to go get small line, but. You ready to go? What are you watching? Are you watching this Bucks Spurs game? No, I'd be embarrassed to tell you what I have on. I'm in my office still. Milwaukee's I'm up. Wrap up before I get home, but Milwaukee's up one twenty four, one twenty one um, over the Spurs in San Antonio, and Giannis Antetokounmpo just tried to put the game away, and Victor Wimbanyama met him at the rim, clean rejection to give the Spurs the ball. That was like present meets future right there. That was. It was, it was an elite NBA moment. Sorry. I was listening to you, but I was watching that because watching it was like Memphis. this moment. I have Memphis and Tulsa. Oh, God. I have Memphis and Tulsa on the computer over here. I'm very sorry. And then I have, I have, well, you, I've told you my MB, my basketball betting thing, right? I, I know. I'm aware. I'm like 9-0, and o, dude. That's great. You realize that? I know. 9-0. and o. I mean, I've and, got Colorado. And so Memphis is one of the games. I've got Colorado, Arizona on now, so okay, I really so, can't say anything. Because Jalen Williams' brother plays for Colorado. Okay, so that's the last part. That's the last part of my parlay. I'll turn that on here in a minute. But, you know, you you take, you know, three teams that are five to ten point favorites. Um, and just you got to look at the game. You know what I mean? Like, you know they're going to win the game. Um, and then you do a money. And you don't worry about covering. You do money line parlays. And, it, you know, it's like. I think tonight's is like plus one eighty six, and I got uh, Memphis money line. I have James Madison uh, money line uh, against uh, ULL, and then I had Michigan State. This was I had four today. I had Michigan State over Penn State, which they smoked them, and then I have Arizona over Colorado, and I think that's paying me plus one eighty nine. But I'm nine and zero, oh, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, um, so it's. it's what do you do? You put any stock in this Jace McCullen thing? You keep up with Bama pretty much. What do you? you uh, I mean, they're I obviously they obviously want to go to Justin Haynes. Uh, Spurs. They have so many running backs, dude. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait till. I don't know. They get, they have a stable of running backs. There's only one football. Um, and they got some kids, they got some guys coming now. It's not, they're not going to miss a beat, you know, with him being gone. Um, does he, I don't know. It'd be hard for me to figure out where he would have more value. You know what I mean? Um, he's got to find, there's very few places that he would have more value. Um, but if he finds it, then good for him. You know what I mean? Um, and I think Alabama knows that. I mean, they're not going to pay. I mean, they're not going to be able to compete if somebody wants to buy him. Right. 
I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but again, I don't know who's advising the kid and all that stuff. I, I don't. I only I'd talked be, to I talked to one person. Up. I talked to one person in Tuscaloosa today who said that you know I mean it's obvious that if you're there that Haynes is the 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 guy for the future at, at Bama and that of course you know McClellan got hot in the in the in the semifinals. I don't I don't know. We'll see. That's that's a rumor yeah. that appears to have some legs to it. Yeah, I can tell you this. Any and every running back in the country that's not just hunky-dory and in a snug, warm bed and has any thought and aspirations about leaving uh, had probably had their ears perked up today to go. Yeah. Um, I imagine there were some backdoor, backdoor channels being opened. I mean, that's the rumor, and I don't know enough about it to say anything more than rumor, but the rumor was that they got some phone calls today that from interested parties. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I've um, I heard a couple names, but like I, I think they're just talking. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's kind of like when people are talking up. I saw somewhere on your deal today that somebody was talking about uh, somebody offered offered Quinshawn three million dollars. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not happening. No, that's not. Um, the values are. You know, I, I think I know what he asked for, but um, I think it's like I said. I will bet you. I'll bet you dinner anywhere you want to bet that his final deal ends up being less than what he was offered here. If you would like to take that bet, no, I would go under too. Because I, I think <laughs> so, I, what are we doing? <laughs> so what are we doing? I don't. I, I don't know. That's it's it's the part that blows me away. Is what happened between the middle of last week and today? Something happened, and <clears throat> I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that I would completely buy that it was whatever happened on the field, right? I don't even think that would be enough to do it. Like, if he, I mean, I'll give credit to the person who reported it. Um, you know, Chuck Roundsville reported that Quinshawn was animated, yelling at offensive linemen on the field about their blocking or, I suppose, lack thereof. And that, you know, that led to Jackson Dart telling Lane that get Quinshawn out of here. And, of course, I think Lane's response, then you sort of saw it on the sideline, was, hey, I don't have anybody else to put in there. You know, whatever. Um, let's say that's completely well, – Well, it's just – I don't know if that was the – that it, probably wasn't, like, the that, reason. That's what it I'm was saying. just a collection. It was like a culmination of, like – you know what I mean? Like, it just – it was just the nail in the coffin after all the other shit that had taken place. That was probably just like, all right, I mean, enough was enough. Yeah, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is even if you told me that is exactly what happened, and I have no reason to say that it wasn't, by the way. I'm not questioning Chuck's reporting. Um, but let's just say let's say that's completely true. That, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, it had to have been something. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. It's like. When a kid, it's kind of like if a kid's being a, let's say it was a great kid, right? And uh, I'll use everybody, since since there's all the Ole Miss fans on here, we'll use Ole Miss's, the legend himself, John Rice Plumley, right? The greatest, the greatest, just super kid, right? Team guy, all this stuff. If he starts bitching about people blocking, you almost don't even think about it. You're just like, you let it go. You don't even address it because he'll take care of himself. But then when you have a, a straight running turd that's being a pain in your ass and then they start bitching, 
then it gets addressed and it gets addressed pretty harshly. So it's really, that's what I'm saying. It's probably if that ended up being that big of a deal, that wasn't just the reason it was probably a culmination, a combination of that plus other things. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just have to think that something happened post peach bowl, which leaves only like four days that could have four or five days that it could happen. Something I suspect I know, but I mean, my, my gut, my, my <laughs> gut, it, Neil? well, my gut is that they had, they had reached an agreement and that his side came back and asked it, asked for more. And they said, Nope, that's it. We've, we've, we've hit the line. We've hit the, we've hit the, we've hit the bar. That's, that's my guess. My guess is that you said that was enough. You said we had a deal and now you're revising it and can't do it. That's, I'm going to bet that you're right. That's all that makes sense because the whole, the whole, he lost his, he lost his shit on the field. I'm like, yeah, people lose. I mean, like people lose their shit on the field all the time. I mean, it happens. that happens. It's an emotional game. It's a physical game and running backs and wide receivers are kind of crazy by nature. So, I mean, that happens. You know, well, that's I mean, what I was saying. You're not a, you're not a really good. I always used to say this. I remember telling a, uh, he's now the head coach at Arkansas Tech. One of my GAs was Kyle Ship when I was at Arkansas State. He came to my office after his first game with me. He goes, "Man, you know, such and such was being a bitch on the game." I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, he just every time he comes to the sideline, he he asks for the ball, and I said, "Hey, here's your good good advice for a wide receivers coach." In between every possession, if the receivers aren't bitching because they're not getting thrown the ball enough, you've recruited the wrong guys. Right, right. So, you know, I, 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 you know, <laughs> it's just kind of par for the course on the position. Yeah, and it's kind of that way with running backs too. I mean, you know, hey, they. It's never. I mean, the great running backs typically they want the ball. And it's typically never really their fault. I mean, if, if things aren't working out, it's because they're not getting blocked for. It's just, it's just the, in the heat of the moment. I don't, I don't, I don't blame. That's, I just want. I don't buy that. Oh yeah. I don't buy that part of it at all. I think something else happened, and I think we both know. So, but I don't. I can't say that I know like <laughs> capital K, capital N, capital O, capital W, but I know what I believe. Do you, you capital K, lowercase N O W? No, though, don't you? I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll get, get your stuff it. done so you can get home. I appreciate your time. Hey, you bet, man. All right. Hey, man. you get to feeling better. All right. I'm working and, on it. And get rested up because we've got a big week next week. I know. We gotta we gotta squeeze we can't have you sick. Gotta squeeze one in uh either Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm talking about your Thursdays. I'm talking uh, about. You gotta get healthy. Yeah, I know. I, I actually do. I'm I'm approaching the point where I'm a couple three days away from that being in jeopardy, I think. But I'm I'm probably good. I feel like I'm getting yeah, better. So make sure you get get some rest. Get some rest so that I can get more rest. All right, brother. Yeah. Will All you right, be man. safe? You going to Knoxville? Uh no. All right, brother. Okay, bud. Talk to you soon. 10-4. All right. See you, man. All right. That was Tyler Siski. Really appreciate his time tonight on the uh, Campbell Clinic hotline. Uh, I've been going a couple hours now. <clears throat> if it's okay with you guys, probably going to start winding it down here. Um, 
your boy's starting to, the cough syrup is wearing off and uh, the voice is starting to disappear as well. Again, uh, Chase reported earlier at rebelgrove.com, Ulysses Bentley coming back for another season. So that's part of the running back equation. Um, uh, we, we uh, Marine Rebel, I think we, will he be on SEC roster next year? Best guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, probably, but I don't know. Um, again, thanks to everybody who super chatted. I appreciate all you guys very much. Uh, ton. Uh, we'll be back on uh, Monday with another edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. And uh, yeah, the voice is like gone. You can, I can feel it disappearing as we talk. So again, thanks to my friends at Comer and Southern for uh, sponsoring not only this show uh, every Thursday, but sponsoring our coverage of the Peach Bowl was a huge help. Big, um, it really made really made that um, a lot more pleasurable, a lot more fun. Glad for everybody. Glad that we were able to do that. So, um, anyway, uh, until until next time, I'm Neil McCready. Talk to you on Monday. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.